This episode is brought to you by Roundtable Group, the experts on experts. We've been connecting attorneys with experts for over 25 years. Find out more at roundtablegroup.com. Welcome to our show, Discussions at the Roundtable. I'm your host, Michelle Lux. Today, my guest is Dr. Steven Feinberg, Medical Director of Feinberg Medical Group. He specializes in physical medicine and rehabilitation and pain medicine. Dr. Feinberg, thank you for joining me today to discuss your role as an expert witness. Let's start with the primary question of this episode. What is it that you wish you knew the first time that you were an expert witness? Well, first of all, in terms of things that I try to teach my younger colleagues who are interested in doing IME type work or medical legal work, I think it is critically important to realize that not only do you need to be a great physician, but there are special skills involving IME work. I personally do an equal amount of plaintiff and defense work. And I really, um, I wanna be careful how I say this. I really don't like it when my colleagues um, kind of sell their souls to make one side or the other happy. And um, I really pride myself uh, on trying to do the right thing. Now, we all have our biases and beliefs, uh, but I just find it much easier in a deposition or in a trial to have started out by not exaggerating something that I can't defend. Um, and another thing that I would tell my younger colleagues uh, and would have told myself 50 years ago when I started is that it's so important to see yourself as being helpful to the case in general. And what that means to me is that whether it's a defense case or a plaintiff case, it's my role to help the attorney understand the medical part, the liability, both whether it's medical or not medical. And so that they don't go down a course that ends up destroying their case. On the plaintiff side, if you're plaintiff attorney putting out money, you can get I'll use the word killed with losing a lot of money. If you, you know, if an expert tells you something that just kind of um, sinks you deeper and deeper in your case. On the defense side, I think a really good defense attorney needs to know that um, they will get in trouble with their case if they have an expert who's going to be picked apart in a deposition or a trial. I do a lot of complex regional pain syndrome cases. And this was a case of a, a young man uh, at, in his late teens who'd been hit on a bicycle by a car. And um, the defense had hired a neurologist who said he examined him and said he didn't have CRPS. Well, this young man was being treated at Stanford where I'm on the faculty. I'd never seen him, but we had multiple Stanford and other doctors saying that he did have CRPS. I looked at the neurologist's report and said, well, you know, his own exam supported that diagnosis. And I, in this particular case, uh, the defense attorney, for some reason was worried about the case and asked me to kind of be a behind the scenes guy. And so I evaluated, never saw the young man, obviously. And I asked the attorney to actually drive down to my office. I thought this was such a big case. 
And um, I said to him, look, you can't use me as an expert and your neurologist because it's pretty clear to me that this young man has CRPS and so you're going to get killed at trial. The expert witness on the plaintiff side is excellent, uh, knows his or her business. And they settled the case that afternoon. And the young man got a pretty good settlement. But from the defense point of view, they saved a lot of money. Uh, and so that's how I, I, I'm not sure that's the best example, but basically I think it's just important to really be helpful and don't exaggerate or, you know, try to make the attorney happy. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and going a little bit further on that, cause you did bring up the, you knew the other side. Did you find that's typical where you know who the other experts are once it's listed? Well, I've been around a long time and yeah, pretty much. Uh, there are some exceptions of course, but particularly in my space, which is the brain injury or the pain or the spinal cord injury space, I pretty much know the other folks that do this kind of work. And, you know, I want to be careful what I say here, but, you know, some people do just plain at work. Some people do just defense work. Sometimes they're okay, but sometimes they stretch things. Um, I can think of one case I was on for the defense uh, of a woman who was quadriplegic. And uh, my my job really was not to say she wasn't quadriplegic, but to basically limit the damages because the defense, the plaintiff expert is someone that does only plaintiff work and it was just nonsensical. And I, in fact, this was a, a, a very nice woman. I actually visited her at her home to do the exam. Uh, and she actually wrote to me and asked me to be her treating doctor. So that's another point I want to make that whether I'm the plaintiff or the defense expert, I always treat people with respect and dignity. And, uh, and in fact, I've got to tell you, and I'm not bragging, but it's not unusual to have the other side after the case is settled, call me and say, you know, you did such a good job. I'd like to use you on my side. And I think that's great. I mean, that's, so that's what I do. I really think that an organization like RTG, and maybe this is off, off the record here, but I really think the value of your services is to assist the party with getting the best expert who's going to give them what they need. And the other thing that I didn't mention was accessibility. I mean, I give my cell phone out and not that I want to be called in the middle of the night, but I am available 24 seven. I'm available. I'm overseas on a vacation. I mean, I really think that's a big problem that some experts are, you know, kind of greater than holier than thou or whatever the expression is and, and just, you know, remain very aloof and frustrate the, the attorney. But I really think that availability is critical. Absolutely. I agree. And that's a great comment to, to end on and add so that folks know, um, how the expert witness side of the business kind of works too, right? <laughs> so that's how. Well, you know, there's there's lots of competition out there and I'm impressed with how many attorneys call me. And I always say, why how'd you get my name? And a lot, a lot of it's word of mouth. Attorneys, I mean, the kind of things that RTG does are really critical to the industry. And um, I know enough about your company to know what a good job you do. Um, I think uh, there's tremendous potential for growth, despite the number of IME companies, uh, the one the ones that shine are the ones that are service oriented, 
So when you do the IMEs for, for the cases, do you find that you have a lot of independent medical exams or is it more of just the consulting side of the business? Which kind of business do you get more from the attorneys? Well, you know, when I use the term IME, I'm talking about non-workers comp, first of all. Okay. But that, that could be personal injury. That could be a divorce case, believe it or not. That could be long-term disability. And, um, you know, there's sometimes some stress put on the doctor, particularly in long-term disability cases. Uh, for instance, um, an insurance company may only want you to answer certain questions. And it may be hard to answer those questions. Uh, but I really try to not be an insurance company doctor and really get a sense of whether this person has a legitimate problem. I also think, and this is advice to my young colleagues, you know, you need to answer the questions you're asked. That's your only job. Um, you know, you're not an advocate for either side really. And when you do that, you get respect and, and in the long run you get more business. And, you know, uh, at least for the insurance company cases for long-term disability, you know, you may get a letter back saying, you know, would you expand on this or that? And you may, you may not get paid for that extra time, but that's part of the job to do it right. And um, once again, never to shill for the insurance company. Just, you know, it's great to be able to sleep at night and to have a great reputation. You know, I think it's really important, and this is to younger people that want to do this kind of work, to make yourself available I never mind having even a half hour phone conversation with an attorney. I never charge for that. It's kind of fun. It'll pay off in the long run. Um, and I think if you look at doing this kind of work as it can really be a lot of fun and enjoyable. I mean, you're kind of a medical detective. And um, so I think that's about it then. So thank you. Excellent. Thank you. What a well, pleasure to meet you. You as well. You enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Discussions at Roundtable. Our show notes are available on our website, roundtablegroup.com. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening apps. 